Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth with each other, and with a divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. Namaste. The Spirit of God that lives within me recognizes you and greets you and welcomes you. My name is Terrell Chang. I'm a retired environmental engineer, which really means I've been a garbage man for 40 years. So today I'd like to do a little trash talk about how we deal with gar garbage in the outside world and at Holden. This talk is not about making value judgments about what is good or bad, but rather pondering what seems to be working, what isn't working, and how does that agree with our values, all in the field of garbology. So let's start with a few definitions to get us on common ground. Garbology. On my first trip to Holden in 1979, I was in, introduced to that term, and I thought, hey, that's my kind of place. They've even got a folksy term for what I do for a living. So what do we do with garbage? Well, we get rid of it. We put it someplace where we don't have to smell it or look at it, and um, it doesn't attract vermin. We want to get it out of sight and out of mind, i.e. we want to dispose of it. And at the beginning of human existence, we just dropped it where we made it, or threw it into a nearest body of water. Uh, unfortunately, we seem to still be doing that today. And in olden times, we just moved to another campsite when ours became too polluted. So now I want to talk about the Holy Trinity of solid waste management. The first one of the three R's is reduce. That is, to reduce the amount of waste that you make so less of it has to go to a landfill. Well, how do we do that? Well, we might buy things in bulk, which theoretically has less packaging. Or for fresh fruits and vegetables, we just might buy smaller quantities, so less spoils and we have less to throw away. Or we might use ceramic mugs instead of disposable styrofoam cups or hard plastic water bottles. Reuse, the second R. That means to use something again and again for the same or similar purpose. Obvious examples are hand-me-down clothes that go to goodwill, plastic containers or glass jars that we use over and over again to hold other things. And then there's recycle. That's more than just setting it down at the curb. Remember that chasing arrow symbol, those little arrows in a triangle? And it has three parts to it. One is where we separate and collect our recyclables. The second one where somebody makes a raw material out of it. And the third arrow is where 
Somebody makes a product out of that raw material, and we buy it. Okay, so now we've named our three commandments. So how are we doing with them? What makes them hard to practice? Well, reduce seems simple to make, just make less waste, but it's a challenge. It's almost a law of physics that no matter what you do, you're always going to make some waste, whether it's cutting a piece of wood in half and ending up with a little sawdust or sewing something and ending up with scraps. Here's a contemporary example. If you buy something from Amazon, it comes with what? Packaging, corrugated cardboard box, some bubble wrap or some inflated plastic balloons, or styrofoam peanuts. So before you even get to use the product, you've got a pile of waste. And let's don't forget about the fossil fuel used to deliver the package. So why do we have so much packaging? Well, these days you can't just go and buy a handful of something. At the most basic level, you need a bag or a box to carry your stuff home. Packaging also provides protection from theft or impact or tampering and contamination. Remember the Tylenol scare when one person poisoned a bottle of pills in a store? So now all pills have to come in a plastic bottle with a foil seal and adult-proof cap inside a cardboard box. See what a, unfortunately, negative difference one person can make? But of course, the packaging poster child is bottled water, right? The bottle is made from fossil fuel. When we're done with them, they create a lot of visible waste. And maybe the quality of the water inside isn't better than what you could get out of your own city tap. So why do we use them? First of all, convenience. It's not always convenient to lug around a coffee mug or another kind of hot cup. Things tend to spill. And if you choose to reuse your water bottle over and over, then you have to consider chemicals in the bottle and other kinds of contamination if you don't wash it out well. Note, I'm not just, I'm not advocating one way or another. I just want us to start to rethink what we do. Okay, on to reuse. That means to repurpose something, find another function for it that was similar to what it was used for before. Of course, we have the history of Depression era and World War II when, because there were materials shortages, people saved things. That's good, but it has its practical limits. For example, if you're like me, you've got a whole drawer full of those useful yogurt tubs and jars and those boxes Costco gives you to bring your stuff home in. And eventually, or to the extreme, that becomes hoarding. Some things work really well, it seems, for reuse and clothing, especially baby clothes, seems to be one of them. Also refillable toner and ink cartridges. And now on to recycling, which is where most of us interact with the garbology system. Let's first remind ourselves of why we're doing this. We'd like to save materials, save scarce resources, save energy, or reap some environmental benefits. So in the case of cardboard or newspaper or office paper, we're saving tree fiber, and we theoretically don't have to cut down as many trees. We're also saving energy 
with steel and aluminum can recycling. We also don't have to mine as much iron ore, which or aluminum ore, which we Holdenites recognize. Now we have the environmental benefit of not having to clean up an old mine. One of the main problems with recycling is plastics. Why do we use plastics? Well, they're flexible, they're clear, they're light, they give us moisture protection, they keep things clean, they're clingy, but they have some drawbacks too. It's really hard for the human eye to tell the difference between two or three different kinds of plastic unless you look at the little number on it. Glass is also a special problem. We use glass because it's liquid-proof, it protects the liquid inside, and I know Germans who wouldn't ever drink beer from a can. It's got to be from glass, and of course our wines. But glass is made out of a type of sand which is not exactly a scarce material, so its value, or the value of recycled glass, is really pretty low. Glass is also heavy, so it's you have to make a big investment in fuel to ship it from one place to another. So glass is one of those materials that we maybe ought to rethink what we're doing with it and whether it's useful to, or it's worthwhile to recycle. The other big problem with glass is that when you throw it in that container with all the other recyclables, some of it tends to break. And the little glass shards get embedded in paper. And unfortunately, when you make new paper from old recycled paper, those little shards tear up the machinery. And so paper companies are not wanting to buy recycled paper that came in, was commingled with glass. So we're still trying to work that one out. So at this point, it's kind of easy to get discouraged. So that's why I advocate the fourth R, to rethink what we've been doing. Rethink just means to reassess and reanalyze maybe what we buy, what we do with it, whether we could do with less of it, and, of course, what are the environmental impacts of, of this product after I no longer uh, want it. So when in doubt, sometimes I remember to look to the Bible. So, two passages. St. Paul writes in Romans 7.15, I do not understand the things I do. I do not do what I want to do, and I do the things I hate. I do not do the good things I want to do, but I do the bad things I do not want to do. And in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, and we all know this as part of our confession, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Both passages seem to characterize our recycling actions, things that we wanted to do, things we thought were green, but maybe didn't quite turn out that way because there are trade-offs, different costs and different benefits and different environmental impacts. But I think we can be more creative, and I have great hopes that future generations will figure out better ways to do things.
Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information, or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.